Hello, everybody. This is the Narrow Gate Podcast, and I am your host, Benjamin Hoover, marriage and family therapist out of Roseville, California. And welcome. I think I already said welcome, or maybe I said hello. Uh, but man, I I have a lot to talk about, and I want to do it in a... Uh, condensed amount of time there. So, uh, so what I've been kind of chewing on, uh, kind of chiseling away at has been uh, an understanding of vulnerability. So, um, and, and actually in future podcasts, uh, I'm going to really kind of break down shame and talk about uh, a lot of what we call mental illness, or I prefer to say more disorders. Um, and because they are, the person is disordered in, in within. There's kind of this chaos. There's this detachment, um, and it's all. Most of our symptoms are relationally driven, um, and they come from shame, from hiddenness, and living kind of this judgment saturated life. Anyway, so um, so I wanna I wanna kind of demystify all that. But but today I wanted to talk about vulnerability. This has been, man, this has been something that's on my heart for a long time. And, you know, it's it's kind of getting more notice, more spotlight, particularly because of um, Brene Brown talking about it. Um, and it is wonderful that it's, it's um, getting that... Um, getting that notice. So, so first I kind of want to start off defining vulnerability. And now when I, uh, looked up vulnerability, cause I had this curiosity, what, what does it mean? What is it? How does it, what's the origin of it? And so it stems from, from Latin and it actually means, um, I kind of put it in my own words, but it's this, this position uh, being placed or, or, um, already kind of in this position to be harmed or, or maimed or wounded. Um, and, and so, so when someone is actively living vulnerably, they're, uh, they're intentionally exposing themselves, um, to their, their innermost being, um, potentially risking harm. And so, uh, now that doesn't mean that a person doesn't have discernment and senses danger and knows when to kind of share things or not share things, but, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the person, this person operates vulnerably, um, just vomits everything out. Um, there's a wisdom behind it. There's a discernment behind it. Um, there's an intentionality behind it. A vulnerability is also uh, uh, about confronting and addressing the hard things. So, and actually, in fact, and um, someone that I uh, really admire, Richard Rohr, uh, he talked about the, the word radical and that the, the radical, the, the, the meaning of it is getting to the root. And so, uh, and so to live radically is to address the core, to address uh, the origins of the self, the origins of pain, 
as well as to address the uh, authentic true self buried underneath all that. So, uh, fascinating. So, Jesus was a radical, and I think we, we definitely have misused the term radical, um, almost to almost associated with violence or like um, even fundamentalism, like uh, has been associated with, with violence and uh, condemnation and judgment, and it's uh, unfortunately a misappropriation of the word. So, uh, so taking from that, that definition of vulnerability, um, we're, we're called into these vulnerable states to live and operate in this way, with wisdom, with discernment, um, uh, with a sound understanding. Um, but, but, I mean, what, what does that even look like? What does that mean? Um, you know, what's our model for vulnerability, really? So, because uh, we throw around that word and it can, it, it kind of becomes this sort of this cliche, this buzzword. And I think because of that, it can kind of lose its meaning. And that maybe is my point, uh, or it is my point of view but, and, and my assumption. But I do think that sometimes it can be an overused term and then it develops a shallowness and we don't even know, uh, we lose the, the richness and the significance of its definition. And and uh, and its application. So so vulnerability is really about getting to the core of the self and getting to the core of another. Um, it is uh, revealing the heart, the truth of oneself, um, exposing uh, one's emotional self, the needs within, the pains within, uh, without defense, without a guardedness without these uh, self-protective um, mechanisms. So, um, so, and that all, and all that stuff gets buried with shame. So you're literally fighting against this, this very intense muscular refre- reflex to, uh, that tells us to hide, that tells us to, to protect ourselves. Um, so you're literally fighting against that in order to to share openly, to share the core, to share the struggle, to share the, um, the, the meat of the self. It's kind of a weird way to say it. Um, I'm, I'm at times kind of struggling to find terminology, but hopefully it's coming across clear. <clears throat> anyway, so so we talk about kind of vulnerability equating with weakness. Um, and to some degree, I think weakness kind of tends to be a, um, uh, a misconstrued understanding as well. I think weakness, there's actually a strength in that. Um, it's kind of admitting that I, I can't satisfy these needs in myself. I can't meet these needs on my own volition, on my own understanding, um, that there is this turning towards the one who, who can satisfy and enjoying, um, enjoying that, that presence, that giving, that receiving, as well as pouring that into others. So, um, where was I? I lost my train of thought, but, but actually, uh, actually there's a lot of strength because if you think about it, you're fighting against a very neurologically carved out uh, defense system or reflex or habit, which is to hide, to cover up. And so when you're um, pulling across the layers to, to share, hey, 
this is my struggle. This is this is my hurt. This is my pain. I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with with how you're treating yourself. I'm not okay with how you're treating me. Um, whatever is whatever is being addressed, whatever is being shared, it is it is uh, it takes a lot of strength to fight through that instinctual pulling away. So um, so who's our model for vulnerability? Well, there's two. Um, yeah, two. Um, one, uh, one of them is children. The children are this beautiful display of pureness, and I equate pureness with, with vulnerability. <clears throat> um, there, in the sense that there isn't defensiveness, there isn't this kind of um, maybe manipulative, bent way of trying trying to get needs met <clears throat> using another extracting um, extracting the care from another uh, in a coercive way to, to, to try to meet um, this lack within. Um, so but, but children operate solely out of pureness um, and, and, and an innocence and not with a jadedness they, they don't experience the, the shame at least, Kind of initially, and 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 so it's innate. This vulnerability is natural. It's innate. Um, there's this this reflexive trust um, they, in their caregivers. I mean, they naturally then they develop this healthy experience of trust, um, which in a way is is there's this boldness. There's this courage. There's this um, there's this deep knowing that their caregivers are going to provide for them. That they're going to um, that when they express their need, it's going to be attended to, in 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 certain capacities, in certain ways. So there's this uh, already this naturally imbued confidence, this boldness, this curiosity. Um, there there's when there's security and safety uh, in in this loving attachment relationship with their caregivers, with their parents. Um, there's this tendency to explore, to ask questions, to wonder, to discover. Um, and, and you know, there's different temperaments, obviously. Some children take a little bit more to warm up. Um, and, and some just kind of are just, like, blatantly un, unhindered in their, their confidence to, to explore. Um, and uh, there's also this wonderful... Um, forgiving nature to a child within a child so they don't hold on to these hurts and pains um particularly when i think when parents model really well like their shortcomings and and like owning their shortcomings sharing that um and and also expressing care and compassion for the hurt and pain that that their child feels in response to uh and response to the parent's reaction. Um, a child has this really quick way of, of forgiving. Um, and, and that forgiveness allows that, per, that child to enter um, safely and confidently back into the care of their parent. And there's also this, this beautiful tenderness and exists in both genders, male and female. Um, and, uh, yeah.
I think you know I think that's a pretty clear model of a vulnerable of a vulnerable nature of a vulnerable personhood. Um, it's it's so uh, um, uh, significantly displayed within children. It's it's beautiful, and and what's interesting too is um, children have this way about them that draws out something in us. We feel this compassion. We feel this care. We feel this this uh, this tenderness. Um, we enjoy. We laugh. We uh, belly laugh. We laugh with them. We, we, we laugh at, at them, not in a demeaning way, but just kind of in their, their discovering, their profound discoveries of life. Um, there's this, this, uh, wonderful radiating joy and it's so affecting. And, um, and, and it, it does, it draws out this tenderness in us. And I think with children, it, they, like we're given the gift of children to remind us who we are, to bring us back to who we are. <laughs> and, uh, and so what's, what's interesting is when Jesus talks about, um, entering in the kingdom, uh, he's, he's equating that with becoming a child. And so it's, 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 it's reconnecting or it's connecting or it's entering into that childlike state that when you're in that childlike state, you're in the kingdom, you're in it. You're already in it. It's not some entrance. There's some ticket or whatnot. It's it's um, I don't want to say like re-entering or reconnecting, but in a in a way it is. It's it's returning back. It's reconnecting to that to that child self, um, and 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 experiencing developing this wonderful awareness of who that is in us and living that out um, uh, in a in a in a uh, demonstrative way in a powerful radiating way so there's that then um, well I'll get to I'll get to to God but then there's also um, we also see in Genesis in Adam and Eve in the story of Adam and Eve which I'm gonna I'm really camping in um, it, it is just I'm just drinking it in. It's teaching me a lot. But Adam and Eve um, are this. The story of that really talks about um, so profoundly our um, um, our authentic humanity, our authentic relationship with God. What happens when we um, seek to meet the lack within on our own, and then we go into this hiding, and then God attempts to draw us out of it? Um, anyway, I'll go into that, but but it's this it's such a wonderful, rich, um, multifaceted story that that when there's so much meaning to it. So, but I wanted to address the the pre-shame humanity or the pre-hiding humanity. Um, that's displayed in Adam and Eve. So, so just to just to reduce this down to uh, um, this vulnerable element is when when Eve is uh, drawn out of Adam, and uh, and 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 Adam Adam encounters her, sees her. There's this delight. Um, I mean, it's kind of like this woe. Whoa, fella, you know, like, like, man, you know, this is, I didn't realize this is what I needed, but this, this hits every note within. And so, um, 
I realized I was going to do that like corny whoa man um, and I, I kind of did and uh, I didn't want to do that but I did it so it's out there so um, although I changed it into whoa fella uh, but that I don't know I kind of recoil at cliches sometimes and, and silly little sayings but uh, you know that's my hang up so so, but but when you encounter with Adam and Eve, it's this actual state of vulnerability. So, so it says in there that they were naked and unashamed. So we're literally talking about, um, and and this, I mean, we're talking about vulnerability right here. Um, it's this exposed, nothing hidden. Um, there's no walls there. There's no layers of defense. Nothing. Um, it's it's this unadulterated exposure, and. And so, what happens in that is they're there before each other. Nothing blocking them, nothing obstructing them. And what happens in this scene of one another? Um, the, they're, they're magnetized towards each other. This is, they, they, it says that they, they, they um, had sex. They, they knew each other, right? There's an intimate kind of knowing or expression of, of that sexual union and, and, and then it becomes established um, it becomes this marriage this bond and so um, and, and so what's fascinating about that and exciting about that is when, when we see each other fully um, I don't mean that there isn't still mystery in this this unraveling of one another. Like that's kind of the beauty there. But, but when you get through the shame and you see the tenderness and you see the um, the humanness and you see the the actual heart of the person and they see ours, like we we feel compelled to go to them. And and yes, that can be sexually, but it also can just be um, just affectionately. Um, wanting to be in close proximity to them, wanting to hold them, wanting to 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 just just be together. So um, it's so powerful, and and in that too, the I think the um, they they see the opposite. They see um, what they don't have, but it's not this. I need to consume you. It's this desire. Um, it's desire to be with that person, to experience their difference, to experience. Um, uh, what they lack, and they experience what we lack, and we just want to be kind of caught up in it, and 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 enjoy it, and experience the pleasures of that. So, um, so, so when we kind of fight through that shame, and we get to the core, it's you know, man, expect this freaking crazy magnetic pull to be close to one another. So, um. <clears throat> And so, you know, well, I can get to what that looks like. But so then what I wanted to then jump towards is then God. So if we are a reflection of God, like in our, in our true self, um, we authentically reflect who God is, um, then children, I believe, are the purest, clearest reflection. They're, they're the clearest modeling of that. And so... So then, what does that tell us? Well, that tells us that we have a God who is vulnerable. We have a God who um, pours out love, burning love, a compassion, invites, um, draws near, pursues, um, 
expresses expresses himself uh, purely and and in such a exposed way and, and vulnerably. So um, and so, how do we know that? Well, um, one, he you know he walked around, he wrapped himself in the skin that that he had created in us, um, that he created us with. So. In that sense, he entered into our life. He entered into humanity. I mean, he 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 lived with us. He experienced the um, challenges of being human. Um, but he also operated very purely. He wept. Um, it talked about in scripture about you know from from even. His the bowels of himself, his gutter, gutterly, he'd be moved and wept and compassion and um, and uh, you know and displaying the Father's love, displaying the heart of God. And so, uh, I'm I'm looking at my notes here. Um, I'm still looking. So. Uh, so we see through Jesus God who lives so deeply and purely um, in in um, in vulnerability and 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 because he operates in that way because Jesus operated in that way what would happen well there was usually kind of two responses <clears throat> maybe three um, one one is is that people would be magnetized towards him they would fall on his um, robe. They would. Um, they were. They were just drawn. They were. they confident to 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 ask to be healed. Um, you know. So so people were were magnetized. They were drawn to be close to him, to be around him. And then there were those that were kind of confused, but still wanted to follow him, and were kind of confounded. And you know, I mean, the whole paradigm, the whole world was being flipped upside down um, by by this authenticity, by this actual. Um, this actual human living life displayed through Jesus. They, um, and then there were also those that it actually kicked up a lot of insecurity, a lot of self-hatred, a lot of self-judgment, um, stuff that, that all of us carry. And, and because Jesus walked in that pureness, it was that mirror, that, that mirror into ourselves. And it, it drew out something uh, that was lacking, and um, and it, it uncovered this hiddenness, and unfortunately, um, uh, the tendency with that were was to quiet that out of fear. It was to shove that down, um, and how how they do that? Well, they sought to um, to annihilate Jesus, to kill him, to harm him, to maim him, to torture him, and inevitably end up doing so, but. Um, but all of that was to quiet uh, this raging shame and insecurity within. Instead of owning it, instead of getting to the root of it, instead of um, entering into that vulnerable realm with him, uh, you know, expressing that neediness, ex- that 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 helplessness, that powerlessness, that um, you know, um, entering into that that actual. Um, uh, nature of strength by by getting to the core by getting to the hurt by getting to the pain um uh they instead buried themselves further in it and sought to destroy the one um 
to uh, to to kind of quell that that pain within. Um, so uh, so what's what's interesting too about that is then um, in the Beatitudes, Jesus talks about those that are blessed who are persecuted, those that that are blessed. Um, um, when people uh, insult you, persecute you, um, falsely say all kinds of evil about you, um, that is that is the nature of living vulnerably. Like that, you know, it could happen, it could not happen, but but um, it's stated that the potential for it to happen, um, that or that it has potential for it to happen. So the person that operates out of pureness, the, the person that connects to their heart, the person that expresses the, the depths of who they are, who, who cares compassionately, is moved, um, who fights for the defenseless, who, um, who confronts the, the, the blockages, the, the heart of, um, uh, of those that act out in self-hatred and, and, and destructiveness towards others that, um, or that misrepresent, that distort who God truly is, um, man, that is quite a calling. That is quite an invitation. Um, and it's a risk. It is a bold move to live in that way. But there's also uh, what's fascinating too, I'm saying that a lot. Fascinating, interesting, but what's fascinating about that is, um, um, once again, I had a little blip in the the mental, uh, uh, mental, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> this is the ineloquence part. So, um, but the person that lives vulnerably is already has already encountered and and is is experiencing an abundant, joyful life. There's such a security there and a rootedness that that God is not the one shaming, is not the one judging, is not the one condemning, is not the one um, uh, pouring out wrath, that actually God is the one that is inviting us into wholeness, inviting us into life, inviting us into a beautiful bond with him, a beautiful atta- secure attachment relationship. I'm using attachment terminology, and um, which uh, another day I'll, I'll also get into. But, um, but that person lives abundantly and the natural, they're, they're, they're being, they're experiencing being poured into. They're receiving this wonderful, rich, love and life and um, their hunger is being fed and nourished and their thirst is being quenched and um, and, and the, the natural movement in that is to pour that out towards to others um, so so and naturally that's either going to magnetize people uh, to us um, which I think is true evangelism is to magnetize they, they get magnetized they're where is this coming from? Or it's going to draw out this lack. Or it's going to cause confusion. Or it might even, you know, the person is feeling this tension within and they pull away and back off. But but nonetheless, is it's causing this rippling effect. I love what Richard Rohr said when he said, I, and, and I'm, this isn't verbatim, but he said, I don't think that someone can be in the presence of someone who's operating vulnerably and I, I'm tearing up saying this. I don't. Let me let me repeat again. I don't think 
that someone um, who is in the presence of someone who is who is living vulnerably, who is moving vulnerably, um, cannot not be impacted. Did I say like three negatives? Anyway, I'll rephrase that. That someone who's operating vulnerably is going to cause impact in those around. Uh, trans, there's transformation happening. Um, there is shifting happening. There's movement occurring. May not always be recognized, but it's happening. And so, um, so, so, but there's this. The thing is, is we can't force ourselves to be in these places. It's being drawn out of us. We're being invited into this um, vulnerable lifestyle, and uh, and it is a bold calling. But it's not obligatory. It's one where there's this inviting. We're drawn towards it. We're magnetized towards it. We want something beyond the way we've tried to manufacture life to try to satisfy something in us. And yes, um, the cost of that or the, the, the wonderful cost of that is that there's revealing, there's challenging, there's healing, there's transforming, transforming that's happening within us and around us. And there's also the cost of losing one's life because of it. And I mean, even in the physical sense. Um, but, but, but this is what Jesus is talking about when he's talking about being born again. Um, it all equates the child entering into a childlike state, being born again. Um, those are, those are, um, um, those are paths. Those are becoming. Um, it's not a title. And I'll go into born again uh, another time. There's a lot that we're going to go into. So, but I wanted to end on this note, and, and hopefully this makes sense. Um, I wanted to end on this note. On a personal note, that is. I recall a moment, um, it was years and years ago, and we were in this, um, I guess you could call it a college group, but it was this, um, it was this intimate setting. And um, the leader of the group, who was also my boss, um, when I worked at a group home, he, it was this, it was a really neat question, but it was this invitation to share vulnerably. And he asked, um, what, uh, where in your life or what, what is it that, that you see that, that you've encountered that God um, has saved you from? And um, I might use a different question these days, but, but you know, the heart of it was to kind of open up, uh, open up the heart, begin to expose, begin to get to the core, begin to uh, connect even deeply and intimately with one another within the group. And, um, and some people were sharing and whatnot, and there was this long pause, and I could feel my heart pound, and there was this nudging, and I knew, I knew, I just kind of knew, like, man, I, I'm, I'm compelled to share this, but there was also this fear of, of doing so, and I know how God moves and speaks to me, is <laughs> there's this big kind of knocking going on internally, um, this thumping, it usually means that, um, that I'm being called to, to, to risk. Um, and so I ended up, you know, the conversation was starting to, um, was starting to kind of go down another, uh, it was starting to take a turn into to something else. 
and I stopped it and I and I and I shared I shared um, I, I shared that kind of healing um, impact that I experienced in the Lord and it had to do with pornography and um, and I, I shared I don't know how much I shared but I remember sharing how it was something I wrestled with and felt so much shame over and um, had hidden and that uh, and that there was this wonderful healing that had taken place um, but I remember just feeling you know just experiencing so much doubt I think I was probably sweating my heart was you know kind of ripping through the, <laughs> the skin of my chest basically and um, and uh, but I laid it out there I had no idea the impact it was going to cause I had, I had no idea I just knew to share it I, I was compelled to share it I I, I, there was no tangible knowing of the outcome, and I remember, um, you know, after that, you know, that same night that this young man came up and I think asked me for his for my email, um, and I had this knowing, even though it wasn't explicitly said as to why he was asking, there was this knowing um, that he related to that struggle, um, and quite possibly, I think he wanted to to um, probably be heard and to share his story. Um, it didn't come to fruition, but there was a sense that it had this impact. And then the next day, when I went to work, there was this card um, written to me by my boss um, and, and, and his wife expressing um, so beautifully uh, just um, their appreciation for who I was um, again, I'm, I'm moved by it now. Um, but that is the way of, uh, of, of vulnerable living, is to share the cores, to share the pains, to share the scarring, is to, is, to share, is to share the hurt, is to share the need, is to share the emotion, is to share when we're angry, um, to express uh, when we're not okay with something. Um, but it also means we, we, we care for the needs. We care for those who can't meet the needs on their own. We care for those, and, and that's kind of generalized. I mean, there's some caveats to that. But, um, but we seek to, um, to love in a way that most of us have not experienced love. And that comes only because our intimate encounters with God... Um, um, we experience this amazing rich love that God is not wrathful that in fact he deeply wants to be in harmonious, connected enjoyable, intimate relationship with us and once you experience that you can't really turn that off there's this there's this um, <clears throat> instinctual drive to share that with all. And I don't mean obnoxiously. I mean <clears throat> in a way that draws people into those intimate chambers with him. Well, hopefully this was thought-provoking in some way. And uh, I encourage you to to take risk where there's this there's this um, impulse to pull away, to hide. I encourage you to share, to take a risk, 
not necessarily vomit everything, but just to share something that's hard to share with those um, that are receptive, that are safe, that are compassionate. And again, it's still a risk, even if um, even if there are communities and people that um, that are wonderfully safe and um, and loving. Um, it's still a risk, and I encourage you to take it, because as you do and continue to do, you will move more and more into um, that authentic living, that authentic true self. You will experience um, just the the wonderful mysteries of life. So, be bold. <laughs>